put this one on mixed bag. Yeah, and that's that's where you see Vi at. Yeah, yeah, the agency. Yeah. Because uh, his uh, agency soon actually began with. Uh, oh, for real? Yeah, uh, he's cool people actually. Like, she always wants to throw shows, but like, uh, she's never you know wanted to like look for artists. We're all like so blown in. I went to church as well. Did the Vi did uh, the fucking That's what like, I said too, yeah. right? It was like, dude, this look this looks next level. Yeah. I just think of it like I had no idea it was gonna work. It just was like, alright, well that's how that's how hard it is, right? You just yeah. throw shit against the wall and yeah. that's what I wanted working, to do right? and that's how I was picturing it, but I didn't know if it would actually work. It was just like filming Was this that cable? You're all hanging. There's so much we don't know. You know? Science and So they already did it. I thought of that. <laughs> right. How does that work? You shake it. You shake it to heat it up. <laughs> That's crazy. You guys want to go have it? Oh, man. Can you get ice? Because it's 
Yeah, that sounds like something that would be like a on a Kickstarter. Kickstarter is a Ruben Silver thing. It's like it would work. It makes your ice cream even more uh more like creamier. Like, yeah, right, right. It's like top, creamy, it's like your like ice cream is topping to the ice cream. It's, it's like chocolate. Big Ooh, mark, yeah. big mark Mayor over here, you know. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Dude, he, you hear what he did, right? Uh-oh. About the pills? Because he made a company, because, dude, the way pharmaceuticals are upcharged, they're like a thousand percent, dude, to where people are paying, like, you know, a thousand bucks a month to get their fucking medicine, right? So he did this thing where it's like, it's like a good business. It's like, you know, he makes, it's like, you know, a, uh, a reasonable amount up price. For mm-hmm. these generic medications, so people can get fucking medications at a decent price, dude. Mm-hmm. Like some real humanitarian shit. But it's still like the way shit's upmarked so much, it's like you don't ha- even have to go that hard <laughs> to like yeah, undercut true. everybody, you know? Yeah. So he's out there putting pill companies out of business. <laughs> Gangster shit. You got this piece? Linked to transmission from Rainbow Campers. An article published in the Journal of Infectious Diseases documented where the 1987 Rainbow Gathering went wrong. Approximately 13,000 people crowded together together on 99 acres of undeveloped forest and open fields. That translates into 128 individuals per acre. To put it into perspective, in 2010, New York City had an average of 42 persons per acre across all boroughs. Drinking water was taken from environmental surface waters using plastic tubing and consumed directly. These same waters were used for swimming and bathing. Group childcare was provided at a site upstream from most of the campsite and from the site of drinking water collection. Prior to the event, the North Carolina Department of Health Services, NCDHS, tested these waters and found high levels of coliforms, bacteria used to estimate human fecal contamination. Because of the high coliform levels, boil water signs were posted by NCDHS, but few campers complied. Food was prepared in 47 different communal kitchens without regard to hand washing or excluding sick individuals from food preparation. Bathrooms were shallow trenches which were frequently near these kitchens and not well maintained. Many shunned the shallow trenches for elimination and used more casual sites. Many who attended had no experience in primitive camping. It rained frequently during the event which hastened the contamination of water sources. The 1987 gathering is representative of the long history of outbreaks associated with food and waterborne pathogens at the gathering. Despite repeated pathogenic outbreaks, more recent gatherings have not learned from past missteps in planning and sanitation. Another Shigella outbreak occurred at the gathering in Poland in 2018, and a typhoid fever outbreak was documented in Italy in 2017. In Montana, at the 2013 gathering, the local county hospital estimated that uncollectible charges for emergency room care for campers were about $175,000. Websites, books, and blogs by past attendees mention contracting Giardia, a tiny parasite causing long-term intestinal distress, as a very real possibility at the gatherings. The gathering can bring together thousands of people which can overwhelm natural sites by causing erosion to meadows and forests. Foot traffic degrades stream banks, churning them into a muddy mess. 
Ground cover is damaged due to this overcapacity, which results in more runoff. Mud and silt further reduce the quality and safety of water. While environmentalism is a major ideal of most participants, these events are usually held in ecologically sensitive areas and actually are detrimental to the local flora and fauna. Federal lands are usually the sites chosen for the yearly gatherings. Representatives of federal and state agencies, as well as local departments of health and human services, have traditionally tried to assist the celebrants with food safety and public hygiene. However, assistance is not always welcome, and laws governing health and safety provisions at mass gatherings are difficult to enforce among the wandering denizens of the camp. In 2022, precisely how many will come to the Rainbow Gathering and where exactly they will congregate in the Centennial State is still unclear. We want to assure the community that we are working with our partners and cooperators to prepare for the possibility of a large extended gathering in Colorado, said Forest Service spokesman, spokeswoman Reed Armstrong. Other governmental officials aren't so positive. It really concerns me that it's for a full month. There's not really a good way to prepare for it, ventured Jackson County Sheriff Jared Poley. If you or someone you know plans to attend this year, seek or accept guidance from park officials and health authorities. They have your best interests at heart. This summer, whether you attend a large gathering or just hike by yourself or with a few trail buddies, remember this. Wash your hands with clean water, only drink potable or treated water, use sanitary facilities well away from, human, from surface waters to dispose of human waste, prepare food safely as you would at home, and reduce your impact on the environment by packing out your trash and gathering only in small groups. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Rainbows at the border? County OEM expresses concerns about potential rainbow gathering near Wyoming border. The Saratoga Sun, May 12, 2022. The first gathering of the Rainbow Family of Living Light, or Rainbow Family, took place in July 1972 at Strawberry Lake, Colorado. Now, 50 years later, the counterculture movement may be returning to the area. Other potential locations, however, could be closer to Carbon County and the Platte Valley. The Board of Carbon County Commissioners, BOCCC, will provide information on the potential gathering during the May 3rd meeting by Lenny Lehman, Carbon County Emergency Manager. It came to my attention last week that they're planning another very large-scale gathering, and it's going to be most likely in Colorado, said Lehman. That location has not been determined. Within two weeks, I'm hoping that that location will be determined between five locations. Since their first gathering five decades ago, the Rainbow family has held gatherings throughout the country. They have no formal structure and no official leader. According to Somewhere Under the Rainbow by Tom Thumb and the website of the same name, rainbow gatherings have been held in Wyoming three times since 1972. The first gathering in Wyoming was in the Shoshone National Forest in 1973. In 1994 and 2008, rainbow gatherings were held in the Bridger-Teton National Forest. The unofficial Rainbow Family website, www.welcomehome.org, posted the 2022 Rainbow Gathering will be held somewhere in Colorado, and directions would be available following the Spring Council in June. Lehman told the county commissioners he had been made aware of five potential locations where the Rainbow Gathering may be held. Two of those locations were near Durango, Colorado and in Mesa County, Colorado. The other three locations were Jackson, Moffat, and Route Counties. All three share a border with Wyoming. 
According to a website set up by the Forest United States Forest Service specifically for the 2022 Rainbow Gathering, the federal agency also stated they believed Grand County, where Strawberry Lake is located, is a potential location for the 50th anniversary. The one that has me most concerned is the one that's in Jackson, which is the one that sounds like they may end up choosing, Lehman said. The information I have at the time is there could be anywhere between 30,000 and 50,000 people on any given day. It's 30 days long, and my grave concern would be if they gather down in Colorado and something were to happen like a lightning strike or a fire, and that population certainly would be driven north, and once they hit the freeway, they'll either head to Laramie or come to Carbon County. Because the Rainbow family has no formal structure and is composed of individuals loosely affiliated with each other, it has made it difficult for the USFS to work with the group to obtain a permit. The Forest Service requires a special use permit for any group of 75 people or more holding a meeting or event in the National Forest. As the Rainbow family has no leader, there is not a point of contact for the USFS and nobody who can fill out or sign a permit on behalf of the event. The Forest Service is a little bit concerned in that it's not a formal gathering, it's just a whole bunch of people that come together at one time and it's hard to permit, it's hard to regulate, said Lehman. It sounds like they're going to manage it with two incident management teams, one on the law enforcement side and one on the Forest Service side, both run by the Forest Service. In a frequently asked questions section of the 2022 Rainbow Gathering page on the USFS website, the federal agency addressed the issue of working with an event which has not obtained a permit. The Forest Service has periodically cited Rainbow Family members for failing to obtain a permit, reads the webpage. However, the agency also works with the family to adhere to a resource protection plan in lieu of a special use permit to protect the health and safety of individuals at the gathering and in the surrounding community to ensure sensitive resources are protected, to minimize any environmental damage, and to coordinate post-event cleanup and rehabilitation of the event site. Commissioner Byron Barkhurst asked Lehman if the Rainbow family cleaned up after themselves as they were all about the environment and Earth. According to the 2022 Rainbow Gathering page on the USFS website, the Rainbow family is responsible for site rehabilitation after any gathering with guidelines outlined in a resource protection plan. According to the webpage, at past events, many individuals have stayed to assist in site cleanup and have paid for trash disposal with a local vendor. Forest officials anticipate this will occur again this year. On the Rainbow Family unofficial website, a 16-page PDF document details the post-event cleanup following the 2008 Rainbow Gathering near Pinedale with pictures of the area before and after the event. This is a tough beast, said Chairman John Johnson. You don't want to not allow someone to go into public land because it's their right to do that, but it certainly proposes a challenge or strain on our governmental processes like the sheriff and emergency management. While Lehman said he anticipated the event to be a month long, beginning June 15th and ending July 15th, the unofficial Rainbow Family website has the date listed as July 1st through July 7th. The next meeting of the Board of Carbon County Commissioners will be at 2 p.m. on May 17th at the Hana Town Hall in Hana. Nelsonville Man's Memoir Sheds Light on His Experience of Homelessness by Emily Votaw, posted on Thursday, May 26th, 2022, WOUB Public Media. There are those who believe they could never experience homelessness, often thanks to an ego that has been inflated by generations of privilege, which acts as sort of a funhouse mirror, distorting every...
everything and everyone around them. Then there are those who know all too well how quickly and easily one finds oneself without any kind of support in a world they've seen demonstrate a brutal indifference to human suffering. And then there are those like Charles Whaley III, those born into the kind of underprivileged circumstances which make the experience of homelessness a statistical likelihood. Whaley, a Nelsonville native, has written a memoir entitled A Modern Hobo Story, which details four years of his young life, much of which was spent freight hopping across the United States. Born to an abusive family in a poor part of the country, Whaley does everything he can to continue to survive in a world that seems hell-bent on making that goal as difficult to attain as possible for the young artist. Early on, that survival entails living in the woods around Nelsonville, depending on dangerous sex work and odd jobs just to get by. As Whaley's health declines in these awful conditions, he bravely decides to make a change instead of giving up. The first step in that change entails finding a ride with a family member to the middle of South Carolina to begin a journey to the Rainbow Family of Living Light Gathering in Florida. And so begins a modern hobo story. Whaley does get to the Rainbow Family Gathering, but not without encountering both people who embody the goodness of humankind, as well as those who embody our worst tendencies. Even before Whaley gets to the gathering, he finds a sense of community with other dirty kids and those outside of mainstream society throughout his journey. With precise writing, Whaley gives the reader sometimes painful insights into the struggles, joy, and self-development that he experienced over the four or so years his memoir covers. Throughout his travels, his dedication to playing music grows, busking all over the country for tips, and spending a lot of time playing music right here in Athens, Ohio. Whaley's story is especially important in the contemporary moment as the numbers of those who are experiencing homelessness grow in the wake of several social, cultural, and economic changes. According to the National Alliance to End Homelessness, approximately 549,928 people in the United States were experiencing homelessness in 2016. In contrast, approximately 580,466 people in the United States were experiencing homelessness at the beginning of 2020. The reader does learn that Whaley does receive some relief from his experience of homelessness. However, a good book review wouldn't ever give away the ending, would it?
hello, hello. Howdy. Oh, howdy. I'm Claudia. And I am the loaf. <laughs> it is Tuesday night. You're here with us. Tuesday night all night long. Yeah, we don't have a theme tonight. We're just going with uh, some new favorites. Oh, we favorites. got a theme. We're playing some awesome fucking music yeah, tonight. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a, a snappy title for it or nothing, but yeah. True, true. Show 36, 37? 37. 37. Yeah. You took my battleship. <laughs> oh, so that was some music we played there. Yeah, we it kicked sure we kicked that off with some pavement. Uh, after off their last album, I always kind of slept on this one until now. We found it. Um, actually, we did, did some little picking this weekend around, but at a thrift store, it was reasonably priced. But yeah, their last album. That's a song called uh, "Spit on a Stranger." Yeah, pretty good stuff. And we followed that up with "Car Versus Driver," uh, a song called "Savior." Found this one randomly with another Atlanta band, the Antiheroes. Uh, some street vendors that sell up in an undisclosed location of the mission <laughs> right. because I want to have first pick and I'm not telling y'all shit. But um, like these folks that set up uh, on the weekend and sell records, it's an old Atlanta band from like the 90s I used to go see. And they were like a lot of fun. They were kind of like our little scenes, little taste of like, you know, Discord record sounding stuff. Like our, our little Fugazi of a thing. And they really stood out from the whole like other punk rock crowd. Like they were like, you know, Seemed like smart guys, and they weren't, you know, visibly destroying themselves, <laughs> you know, going to school and so no, the, but um, a lot of they, they, they kind of had like a universal appeal across all the little spectrums of the scene there, and I was just not expecting to see that album peek its head out of the, the crate and like, right. hey, it's like mint condition too. Yeah, yeah, as was the the, the antiheroes one. That that one's a worth a pretty penny and hard to find, but uh, I'm glad I found it, and I will be going back for more. There's more. She's bringing more of them punk rock 45s out. Um, then it was... Modest Mouse uh, with Ocean Breathe Salty. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and then we finished... That's something I say every time we're like going by when we're sitting there and we see like a big wave crash. Right. Like, you know it's salty. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know it's salty, right? <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's like... That's salty. And we finished that off with uh, some Rocky Erickson. I promise. Yeah, also a thrift store find, which is yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was a good haul. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And thankfully, we didn't have to like look through like an, an crazy amounts of shit to you know find something good. But yeah, there was this, there was like the, it was a lot of that. Those CDs we got came out of like one little basket. It's like everything else was like crap, 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 crap. Don't care, crap, 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 crap. Don't care. And then there was like two that were like nope, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then and then the well ran dry really quick as it is. But it was, it's always fun to find some little treats. We're um, in the background here. We're playing some Tommy Guerrero. Oh, that's loungy goodness. Um, some Sunshine <laughs> Radio. Um, is the name of the album on One Two Three Go One Two Three Four Go Records? He's actually touring Europe right now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice. um, uh, supporting this album, and I really, I really dig what he does. The vinyl um, is a pretty yellow as well. It's 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 Sunshine. It's pretty yeah yeah. It's the whole thing, man. <laughs> so we're, uh, what are we getting started with next? Um, my morning jacket. Your morning jacket. Oh, I thought that was my... Uh. <laughs> That's your morning jacket. Oh, uh, yeah, mine's got the button on it. That's your morning jacket.
We're having some technical difficulties, y'all. Give us just one sec. <laughs>
I've come to get my girl and take her home Her doorbell plays a bar of Stephen Foster Her sister never left and look what it cost her We're gonna live in Nashville and I'll make a career out of writing sad songs and getting paid by the tear. Marry me and leave Kentucky, come to Tennessee. rock died when the first kid said punk's not dead punk's not dead you know Louisville is death we've got to up and move because the dead do not improve goodbye users and suckers and steady bad luckers we're off to the land of club soda unbridled we're off to the land of hot middle-aged women To the land whose blood runneth orange Marry me and leave Kentucky And come to Tennessee You're the only Tennessee You're the only Tennessee We started that off with My Morning Jacket doing Wordless Chorus. Um, from there, we went into Calexico doing C2D Sace, which is one of my favorite songs. It's so beautiful. Um, from there, we went to The Minutemen doing uh, Corona. 
And Calexico actually do a really good version of Corona. It's like almost exact. They didn't stray too much. Um, but I'd heard that version before I realized it was a Miniman song. Um, but yeah, also a good version. But we played Calex I, I played the other Calexico and went with the original on that. And then from there we went to. Uh, let me see. Courtney Bar Barnett. Barnett. Courtney Barnett. 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 We were listening to the radio. I think it was either Calex or KXSF. I think I've actually heard this on both. And uh, we looked her up. It was a re really pretty song. You know, it's just one of them examples of, um, you know, she didn't reinvent the wheel. She didn't put the message in any really new, amazing way. But like, it's a damn good song, and it's brand new, and it, you yeah, know, it's like totally. you know, it's it's, it's it, you know what I mean, and uh, yeah, uh, there's something pretty about it. Oh, very pretty song, very pretty song. And then um, since we uh, played that pavement earlier off their last album that did not have David Barnett on it, we just saw we throw some David Barnett in there with some Silver Jews with uh, Tennessee from some happier times for the man. Um, oh yeah, this next set, yeah, okay, so that's what that's the CD I just put in. <laughs> um, oh, that song. Um, yeah, we got to actually see uh, Ramblin' Jack Elliott. Yeah, it was um, last Friday. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was last Friday. We had the uh, Hot Monk over in Novato. And I had been to the, the one in Sebastopol. We've been there. Yeah, we'd never been to the one in Novato. It's uh, a very different vibe. <laughs> a way more of a, so good, it's way more of a strip mall vibe, but that's because it's right smack dab in the middle of a strip mall. Like hardcore strip mall. Like you walk, no, you walk out the door. It's like there's a Target, there's a Petco, there's Costco over there, there's the Marshalls, there's a Ross, there's the, it was like all the things. Um, but then like a Hot Monk Tavern, you know, I guess I'm used to the one in, in Sebastopol. It's like, you know, right in the middle of downtown, kind of in a classic old downtown thing with a bunch of little funky shops and music stores and whatever, locally owned boutiques. So to see one that was like surrounded by like, you know, corporate, you know, little box stores. Yeah. But it was funny because it, it maintained a... Hot monk vibe, like totally. a, a little more of a, a little more of a, like a dining room setting, than yeah, a, was, the, than a than the other one, and like it was a little more homogenized, trimmed down, but like it's great food. I recommend that uh, we both had the Nashville chicken sandwich, and amazing, one of the best chicken sandwiches I've had. I'm just gonna say, um, they always had good hot food up the, the, yeah. the one up north too, so it doesn't really surprise me. But yeah, I was gonna say the one in Sebastopol feels more like a music venue that has a little restaurant in it. Mm. And this felt more like a restaurant with a music, a little totally, music venue in totally. it, you know? Totally, totally, yeah, yeah. But, um, we but got so to, good. Yeah, it was so good. Um, and yeah, uh, Ramblin' Jack came out for a 90-year-old fella. He's still got a lot of fire left in him. And, uh, yeah, that a lady. And uh, yeah, he, he, was, yeah, he, was, he yeah, loved it. He, was some, he, doesn't, he doesn't like it uh, when you record him when he's playing. And, um, you know, when you, when you face your cell phone, you're also, like, obstructing the view of people behind you or the, the lights are disturbing. But, like, you know, the little red, think about the red light flashing. And he, he's being recorded in the little break of the song, and he just looks at this, this woman, one of the first couple rows, and he's like, ma'am, when I was a truck driver, if I saw a red light, I'd stop. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then he had to like even point it out again, like, like at, the same, at the end of the same song, like, you know, I can't be a movie star and a folk singer at the same time now. <laughs> put that shit away. But yeah, he was, he was getting snarky with the folks, but... Um, but he sounded great. Oh, man, he was sounding great. I uh, had a good little, uh, some, some folks backing him up, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was a nice little thing. But we're even thinking about going back up um, for Woody Guthrie's birthday. He's doing some Woody Guthrie tribute thing there, part of their barbecue series. They do have a little yard, side yard, and outdoor area we did not explore but i might go back to see ramblin jack again because 
Get it while you can. Get it while you can, man. He, he's, he's a lot of fun. So we're going to start this one off with um, a great song called Pony. Uh, a lot of people have done this one over the years. Um, uh, one of the more popular versions, I think, nowadays would be uh, Tom Waits did a version of this. I hope my pony. <laughs> I hope my pony. But this is Ramblin' Jack doing it, which is better than me trying to sing Tom Waits' version to you. <laughs> Press play. I'll just keep right. talking. I've seen it all, boys. I've been all over. Been everywhere in the whole wide world. I rode the high line with old blind Darby. I danced real slow with Ida Jane. I was full of wonder when I left Murfreesboro. Now I'm full of hollow on Maxwell Street. And I hope my pony, I hope my pony, I hope my pony knows the way. Back home, I walk from Natchez to Hushpagina. I build a fire by the side of the road. I work for nothing in the Bell's only sawmill. I caught a blind out on the Tallulah's friendly, bells only ain't so. A 44 gets you 99. And I hope my pony, I hope my pony, I hope my pony knows the way back.
weeping willow how to cry And I showed the clouds how to cover up a clear blue sky And the tears that I cried for that woman are gonna flood you big river And I'm gonna sit right here until I die I met her accidentally in St. Paul, Minnesota And it tore me up every time I heard her drawl, Southern drawl. Then I heard my dream went back downstream, cavorting in Davenport. And I followed you, Big River, when you called. St. Louis later on down the river A freighter said she's been here But she's gone, boy, she's gone I found her trail in Memphis But she just walked up the bluff She raised a few eyebrows And then she went on down alone Now won't you bat it down by Baton Rouge River Queen, roll it on Take that woman on down to New Orleans Bread. One night they met 
picture from life's other side Now the next scene is down by the river A heartbroken mother and babe In the harbor light glare see them shiver Outcast that no one will save Once she was a true woman Somebody's darling and pride God help her, she leaps There's no one to weep That's a picture from life's other side Just a picture from life's other side Somebody has fell by the way And a light has gone out with a tide That might have been happy someday Kitchen light fell asleep on a bedroom floor. Me and her was talking softer than all the time before I lost her. Picture set on top of the chest of drawers. One red rose. between the holy alphabet probably wouldn't believe you if you told me but I never knew I never will forget
Hello, we're back. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. What a fun set. Uh, honestly, inspired by uh, picking up. We we got a couple of his, his records and think a disc at the house, but we picked up another uh, CD at the Ramblin' Jack show, and I was like, oh, I'm definitely playing that. And then uh, yeah, Ramblin' Jack Pony, and then we did a uh, John Fahey. Um, oh, Claudia is the French expert here at, at, at Claudia and the Loaf, so I'm gonna. Uh, <coughs> I don't know about all that. I'm going to butcher this, but je ne me réveillé matin pas en mai. Any idea what that means? I understand that I am not. I think it's I'm not going to kill myself again for May. All right. And uh, who else is you with on that? Uh, say it to the microphone oh, there. Uh, uh, Harmonica Ed and John Fahey. <laughs> Harmonica Ed. Yeah. <laughs> Harmonica Fred seems like a, a, a Frenchie there, you know? Yeah, like, right. he, like, he's in there, he left he left his accordion at home, but I'm sure he was still holding a baguette while he was saying it. Harmonica. <laughs> My children need wine. Um, and then uh, we played on 45, only one of the original Sun Pressings. We picked this up at a little, little find, uh, picking through boxes this weekend for records. Um, Johnny Cash with Big River. Such a great song. And yeah, I, I guess that's twice we listened to it today. Because yeah. um, um, it it's, it's an old disc. It's a little banged up. I want to see how good it was. And it was, it, was, it was fine. But yeah, I was singing it at the house. And I was singing it here. And Claudia was like, okay, I think that should be like, you know, next time you're like drunk and want to do karaoke. Right, that's right. the song. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know enough of the words and syllables, and I've it's got good range I've, for you I've, too. I've got Devo esque choreography that goes along with it already. I mean, <laughs> it's surprising that it's taken me this long, and I'm kind of I'm kind of embarrassed at this point. That you I should have, be. I am. I'm I'm, I'm, right, I'm taking notes on this. Right, I'm, it's going yeah. in your file. Uh, going in my report. All right, uh, Woody Guthrie with pictures from Life's Other Side. A great version of that. So many people have done that song. Um, well, the, the, I think the first version I heard was um, Hank Williams, not Junior, not Junior Junior. Hank Williams, the godfather of country music himself, he did a version of it under uh, Luke the Drifter. He made like, one album under this alias, although people knew it was him, but he was doing like other songs that he might not normally do. And I remember that's, that, that collection is the first time I remember hearing that. It was odd because I actually, on that Ramblin' Jack, uh, we played Pony, but like... Ramble Jack does a version of this on that CD, and then I was like, I had to choose between like him and Woody Guthrie's version because I had to play them both together in a set. It just it would feel weird uh, not doing that, but I actually switched. Uh, I was like, oh, we'll do Pony and then that. But yeah. And if you're not familiar with uh, Ramble and Jack, there is a great uh, documentary. I forget what, I forget it's, called. what it's called. Yeah. Um, but if you Google like Ramble and Jack Elliott documentary, documentary yeah. it's made it's made by his daughter, and it's just. Uh, yeah, there definitely some sad moments here and there, but man, the guy just keeps on trucking, fucking 90 years old. And yeah, I mean, you know, we saw him and we saw Willie Nelson this year. And Willie Nelson's like more than a, like, like closer to a decade younger than him or something, yeah. right? And uh, this guy is like sharp as a tack. I was he like, was. man, like, like, I was like, well, Willie Nelson's obviously slowed down. Like, and now I'm like, I don't think anything can fucking kill Rambling Jack. <laughs> yeah, right. like, like, I mean, totally a nuclear holocaust, the world is destroyed. It'd be like picking a guitar or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> rambling to whoever listened. But um, yeah, you know, he was he was really good. He was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that was we got some time. Woody Guthrie, and then we did Iris Dement uh, with off the. Um, there's this. Uh, 
to this set, um, was it a, oh, uh, uh, John. D- d- it was a dirty window, um, dirty windows and broken hearts. Uh, it's from a lot from the song Souvenirs. It's a line from that song. It's a two disc set. It's, uh, people covering John Bryan, which we listened most of everything we listened to it was kind of like a little on the s- a little on the soft side. Like John Bryan did it best, but um, Iris Dement was a, a longtime collaborator with him, and like one of his most popular songs is uh, you know the sitting on a rainbow in spite of ourselves. Yeah, and that was with her. So she she you did. Said she's a, Irish, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't tell. She has that like Southern church voice, like. Right believably you know, yeah, like, totally. I would never like what it's a song in her soul <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're, I was like, I'm like well, what's your your how <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I guess there's a lot of crossover between like southern accent and like Irish brogue but right. like that aside still like she, yeah I don't know how the actors do it. They always play like these guys playing southern men and women like they're, right, like, they're British yeah yeah <laughs> like, holy shit <laughs> Went to some spanky like theater school and <laughs> shit <Totally. laughs> to, to, to come play some redneck on The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> if the check clears, I don't know. It sounds good. All right, this is um yeah we're we're, we're I guess we're gonna move into our other set yeah because uh, moving on that's what we do here at Claudia and the Loaf. That we're is how we're we done jibber jabbering and running our goddamn mouths. We'll move on to the other set. We're gonna start this one off with Oh Sweet Nothing by the Velvet Underground.
Thunder bolts caught easily Shouts the truth peacefully
But then, on the other hand, I would keep the wax and melt it down, pluck some floss, and swish it around. I'd have me a crop, and it'd be on top. That's why I'm moving to Montana. Moving to Montana soon. Yes, I am. Moving to Montana soon. Wanna be a metal Heavy duty zircon encrusted tweezers in my hand. Every other wrangler would say I was mighty grand. By myself, I wouldn't have no boss, but I'd be raising my lonely dental flaws. In the moonlighty night And then I Get a cup of coffee And give my foot a push 
Just me and the pygmy pony over by the dental floss. And then I might just jump back on and ride like a cowboy into the dawn to Montana.
back? Right here. Right here where you left us. Whoa. Okay, yeah, we listened to some music there. That was some music. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of music. Yeah, hey, it was a, a lot of music and a little... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's not a lot of music. Cause Sean will play like 25 albums and then like mention two songs and move on to the other side. <laughs> right. We like to jibber-jabber. I don't know. A music, just just some good music, I guess. Yeah. yeah, some music I really liked. Yeah, we kicked that off with the Velvet Underground doing Oh Sweet Nothing, which I think one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's a good one. It's a good one, for sure. And then we went up to, to the Monkees, Mary Mary, uh, another one of their... Uh, their little hits there. I love the monkeys. Oh, and by the way, Claudia put this. This is one of Claudia's sets. And I, uh, this one and the one with the uh, the Minutemen and uh, Ernie Barnett. Yeah, Claudia's put, put yeah, she's, she's, outshine, she, uh, she's trying to outshine me tonight or something <laughs> Stop. over here. But no, she's put together some great stuff with this tonight. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, we're kind of basically doing it like instead of like we we collaborate on a lot of stuff or it's like both of our records just thrown into a pile. But like this was like we actually made different sets and we're kind of going... Boy, girl, boy, girl, through the yeah. uh, the list tonight. But funny enough, like we did them separately, but they fit together pretty well. Yeah, yeah, no, it it, it was it, it it fits right in, yeah. Um, and then there's all that's like on the cutting room floor that uh, you know, two hours goes by pretty quick, especially if you run your mouth as much as I do. Um, we did Captain Beefheart, Electricity, followed up by Counter Part Two, Captain Beefheart, in my opinion, uh, Frank Zappa with Montana. Um, I thought I had a joke there um, about Montana, but I, I, yeah, I just I just didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, uh, a Tina Turner singing back up on that, isn't she? I believe that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pointed out, I think we played played something off the um, their, their their time together. Yeah, she um, she was gonna take her jewelry off, and like Frank's like, no, no, leave your jewelry on. That's like a rhythm track because she just like. Shook her ass when she's <laughs> yeah, in the booth. Totally. You know, she's singing these things and just shaking her butt the whole time. That's awesome. So you know, you get these little clingy clangies, and yeah, and one of the documentaries, I think it was Dweezil, you took out one of the masters. He was like, "Check this out. This is like Tina Turner's vocal track." And he like took everything else out and just put that up, and you could hear the little because <laughs> of her jewelry. Yeah. Um, and then um, Claudia just brought this band to my attention. Um, yeah. uh, something I need to like, explore more of for sure. Yeah, Budgie. Budgie. From, uh, Nineteen. This album was from 1971, but it's a uh, what's it called? Crash Course in Brain Surgery. Yes, Crash Course in Brain Surgery. But yeah, they're like very Zeppelin-y, but like grittier. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like one of those bands. You know, we talk about this a lot. Like two bands that come out at the same time, and one pulls forward and becomes mm-hmm. a superstar. But it's like the gems are hidden in all of those people that like almost. Well, did. I kind of heard you know? kind of a bit of a, like a um, with them. Like you definitely, the, I hear the Zeppelin. What you're saying there, but they're kind of like like this like the, the missing link between like MC5 and Zeppelin because it's got yeah. that like that right. fuzzed out bass and ju- just the the rhythm and the, the obnoxious leads, you know, which which which, which go fall in both courts. But I don't know it, it has a little bit a little bit out of both camps there. So if I say you remind me of Zeppelin and MC5, I guess it's not too bad. Right? <laughs> okay, they're okay, I guess. I don't know. Um, what are we doing next? No. Oh, yes, okay. Before we get into next, um, on that last set, me and Claudia were uh, sitting here talking um, the Monkees, Mary Mary, and Frank Zappa, Montana. Um, we started about a conversation about the Monkees being underrated and all that. 
And I knew that uh, Frank Zappa was coming. I was like, well, you know, they, I still yet to see the movie Head, which is um, the monkeys and Frank Zappa make this crazy. Yeah, I never noticed uh, this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like adult rated um, psychedelic movie. I have yet to see it. But ironically enough, it's, it's um, uh, you know, one of my favorites, Les Claypool. Uh, has got that project with Sean Lennon, the Claypool Lennon Delirium. And how that came to be was uh, uh, Sean's band was opening up for Primus and um, on, the, on an East Coast leg. And they were kind of jamming backstage or whatever. And they actually bonded over their love for the movie Head and like <laughs> their love for the love for the band The Monkees. So it's like John Lennon's son starts a band because he loves The Monkees, and so does this guy. It's kind of <laughs> you, you know, a match no, made in heaven. No one had that on their fucking bingo card. Let's just be honest. Um, but yeah, I bring up Les Claypool once again because I'm going to play Les Claypool once again. Um, he's always going to find his way in, in, into sets here at Claudia and the Loaf. Um, today is kind of a special day. He, well, it's not completely released. We actually have to go and find this on YouTube. Um, he's got a video for it. Uh, we're going to be playing the audio from that video. It's called uh, Consp- Conspiranoia. Conspiranoia. <laughs> it's conspiracy theory and paranoia put together. And it's um it's a really quick short little track that's about eleven and a half minutes long. <laughs> um, it'll go go by so quickly. But I actually actually have not listened to it one bit. I wanted to listen to it for the first time while I was sitting here on the radio at uh, Mutiny Radio with Claudia, and uh, I'm gonna hear it the same time you hear it. And uh, yeah, for the next eleven minutes and some some odd seconds, Primus will take us to Conspiria Noia Land. <laughs> and, and tell a tale of some sort. Yep.
contrarian, barian, contrarian, felt Dr. Tony was selling her lies. So to keep from getting the big bad flu, she sprinkled cat urine into her eyes. With garlic cloves in her nostrils, and dryer sheets taped to her bed.
Faces. <laughs> 